0: Black Light Mass Incarceration Show. I am your host, Sierra Cobb. Black Light Mass Incarceration Show is a space that is used to uplift the unheard voices of the criminal and social justice issues that many face today. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Welcome, Black Light listeners. Welcome back for another episode.
1: Hey, everybody y'all doing today? I am just a We it's been kind of cold outside today. kind of muggy this morning. More a of the Light. That's your show. How are you feeling today? This morning,
0: I feel pretty good. Even though it's raining. Good. Yeah. Okay,
1: okay. i I was good today myself. Today, uh, yeah we got an interview concerning the effects of how the system, the adolescents at a young age, teenage sometimes before teenage years, all the way up to the results.
0: do you feel, or what do you feel should change to change the way the system handles juveniles?
1: I'm mean, not sure. Well, my experience as being an adolescent and juvenile thing, it all started with the family. Man. I mean, how I think about it is that for a family to put a kid up for a doctor, something had to be going on in those parents' minds, saying that I cannot raise a kid at the time. So that decision right there alone started that journey of how that child's going to turn out and look at life. Because it could go out, it could be good, but trauma in there is about to slide in somewhere when he finds out or she finds out that she was adopted, that the family she grew up with ain't really the family. So it's like the, that's my spirit. That's my day, Like when shit, when, when things turned at the age of twelve, I saw a life completely different. But by me going, but by my original family having, they divided in the family so much that it took a toll on me. So for me having to go to group homes or foster homes, that's what turned me to wanting to be. Comfort by other means, by the street, by music, by just being alone. So, you know, that's like social distance early in a child. So that's my experience when it comes to being systematically raised. Because most people that's in the system of adoption is going to be systematically raised even by after they get adopted because they state's still sending those people a check. Saying? Right, they help out you and they still got a little bit of say so if you was to be mistreated you could they could just toss you back to the state. It ain't like, oh I gotta deal with you. Because you'll have a choice to take the child right back to court and give it back to the state. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like it's your own where you gotta you gotta do this or you gonna be going to jail for the neglect of the kid You see what I'm saying? So it's totally different when it comes to rape I got this kid in raising a child
0: of your own. Let me ask you this. Do you think that by you being in the CPS system and then eventually landing into the carceral system, do you feel like you were already labeled just by going through? Oh, yeah. Most definitely. And so can you kind of speak on how that labeling not only goes from being Goes from CPS, but also it goes over. It it lays over to the criminal justice system of basically how you were kind of wrongfully convicted because you were labeled and already thought of as this menace instead of them actually looking at what happened. I mean,
1: yeah, I I would say that I'm labeled
0: as yeah as a criminal as a case, yeah. Because if you're not, I mean, I don't know how I could really explain that. It's just like just saying. A kid
1: from the system, already from group homes and institutions, has already got a record. And their record is juvenile, considered that they come from an unfit home. So the, home, the unfit home already labels you as, as low class, like poverty and low budget. So it's like always a helping hand, like we're going to, it's charity. Anything we do for this guy is going to be charity always going to be better than what he always had. So he's always going to be recognized to the system as that. So, yeah, it's like you awarded, so
2: you ain't really worth shit.
1: And, I mean, that's what it really is. Like, right. they, It's like some opportunity when it comes to bias thinking. Like, If they showing me love, it's really not really love. It's really like, yeah, sure, because I already looked at your record. You ain't really got no family from giving you thirty years like they did, this shit don't it ain't, it really ain't gonna mean nothing. Because you wouldn't really worth nothing to nobody out here anyway. Because that's how they really look at it.
0: Even if you innocent as as me. I'm
1: innocent. I didn't do no crime that I did. I didn't murder nobody, no woman or none of that. I was just in the wrong place with some with a group of friends and
0: they had arguments, man.
1: But then they don't give them right to convict me because I rolled over there with them. And the only reason why they did that to me is because I was, I was convicted. I mean, I was charged with a murder years ago, like 06 from 2017 to 15 From 06, is a big gap. So it's like, they, it ain't like it. I'm a constant problem. They try to make it seem like that because I took up the to trial and I was found not guilty. So they held that over my head. So me being in another situation 10 years later, they use that basically to assess my character. And they, when you look at my mental health record all the way down as a kid, it just comes from me being adopted, going through group homes, and they want to always put labels on you in mental health too, because they'll send you to mental health programs while you're in group homes. They always build a record, uh, they always label you to that. So, of course, later on, when they you or pull you over while you black, it's always going to pop up like that. They're all the way from a juvenile, even then, they ain't supposed to see that stuff, it's already, it's still there. Your background, when they want to study you, look up your background, it's going to start with group homes, institutions, a and your mental health, health records from the kids to a adult. It's just supposed to be sealed, but it ain't. They pull that up anytime they use it in the court system, from your district attorney being a prosecutor if she's going to pull up everything she possibly can pull up to make you look like you did that crime because they need a conviction and the state or the state needs some money or the city needs some money because they in debt low budget
0: that's what I want the audience to understand that a lot of people are convicted off of crimes due to biased thinking it's not due to the sufficient beyond reasonable doubt evidence that the state is supposed to prove. Remind you that. It is based off of, okay, well, we've had a problem by this person for this amount of years, and we gotta teach them a lesson. That's really what it's about. It's about them just looking at you from the outside and not understanding what you've been through, why you've been through that and what happened to you. It's about you supposedly committed this crime and this is something that seems like you would do because of your past and so forth, we're gonna convict you and give you all this amount of time. And let me remind you, my husband got the most time out of everybody. So because he was implicated in a crime before and because he had only been out for X amount of days, they felt like they needed to punish him and this was the way to punish him. And so that's not only his case, but million other people who go through the exact same thing every day and who are totally innocent. But because of their past, they want to say well you did this crime because of your past this you can't you can't convict somebody off of their past your past is your past anyway we're gonna take a break and we're gonna be right back to eat some more juice welcome back
1: Adolescents to adult take. My wife was such a label uh, labeling that uh, they label you early so they can convict you later. Mm-hmm. That's what's like, really going on in society today. Like old for mass incarceration to be sustaining itself to this long. I mean, I think that's like the formula and the pattern that's been going on for I don't know how long. The year of the
0: time. Way too many years.
1: We, right? we need people that's really for equality, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to being as a federal, not being, we need honest officers, not to be riding around just picking people up just because they just about the way or they skin color or they think that they're poor and they think they live better than them instead of being an advocate and doing the hell of hand. People that can contribute to communities and make a better community. A lot of these gang members, they need to tighten up. If y'all want to protect the community, y'all need to protect it and not poison it. It's to get the things, you know what I'm saying? You're always through your food, of, your food of labor when it comes to pitching in what you live at. So you don't want your kid to do the same thing as in through the old era of what's going on. We're going to say the last 10 years of people y'all probably got the highest murder rate as in your own race. <laughs> right. It's out here. So, I mean, it's, it's like you need to People need to change that. I mean, everybody talking about they banging and what they doing. You know, then y'all need to do it right. Because y'all the ones that's really orchestrating the community out here. And y'all talking about why people calling the police on you. That's why people calling the police on you. you, you. Have some type of favoritism in where you live at you to kind of think about that,
0: too. Well, if you think about it, that's where they got, they got the movement twisted. Because, you know, when you had the Black Panthers and movements, well, they called them gangs. But when you had movement structures like that, it was to protect our people, to protect our neighborhoods. But then, I don't know who came in and... Turned it all around because that's where originally the Bloods and the Crips started. It was to take care of the community, to protect the black people, not go after one another over color, but to protect one another and what we have and what we had.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's what the that's what the system came in at. like the CIA and the Viz, Like, they started a whole big, big controversy between the two They said one gang did this and another gang did that, but really they told lives until they get to start a war. So it was like, you know, they got a big hand in it. You know what I'm saying? So that's like the motherfuckers that's behind, I mean the the people that's behind, like pulling the pieces to the puzzle. And they've been orchestrating it ever since. And you got to think it like, on a deeper scale, you got to think about Democrats is blue and is all red. The biggest two caves in the world is red and blue. So you got, you just gotta, like, when people looking at things in a systematic way and levels to this, it's literally levels to this.
0: You know what I'm saying? So it's
1: like, uh, if, that's why most OGs, they become activists. They be trying to be political figures because they understand what's going on now when they're at that age of 40, 50, 60 years old. You know what I'm saying? They ain't at the low budget thinking when you're 20, 19, 25, and you out here busting the guns to trying to earn a name when you already got a name.
2: Right.
1: You know what I'm saying? You're trying to earn credibility, but that's what the OGs was for. They already paid that way in the street. You don't got to put no work in to get implement no order. The order has already been there. It's been there for 50, 50 70 years. Right. So trying
0: to earn credibility and your loyalty, your
1: loyalty is what is you about to bring to the table to make a change, to make the, the movement better, the, re, the, the relationship to community better, to the city, being for, so far, so far, on but it ain't like that, not mm. today. It's ego has killed the whole movement. Ego and money. Ego and money. Everybody want to do better than the next <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they want to get all this jury instead of using it. the crystals and the stones for what they really are worth, which is to balance your energy out and give you the best creativity within your own spirit. And use gold and silver for what it does to harness its energy. They got to use it for what it is and not for what it I hate to say it, like, well, what those people told you was in school. <laughs> right. What they told you this stuff was about in school. Well, y'all really need to understand what those crystals and silver, gold, iron, titanium is really for. You know what I'm saying? And makeup. They call it makeup, but really there was really some health healing products. I mean, that was created from leaves and flowers and stuff like that and you know that the in school they the education the history they told you that it was some makeup and that's really not what it was for it was really for just medicine it was medicine so like yeah people need to tap into their self and look at the streets at what the system has done to it and look at why it's tore so down look at where the be going Money and your sister to build it up, you need to do something about that. So get a non profit so you can build that up. So get, some, get money so y'all can build up centers. their income. <laughs> they try to spread it out evenly so they can take care of the human resources that everybody
0: needs, food, shelter and opportunity. So the moral of the story is that we need to start collectively moving as people so that we can get competent people in these positions that will actually look at us as human beings and not as body autonomy to go enslave. which that's What mass incarceration is, is to get free labor. So we have to mobilize and get these type of people out of office. Because if not, then you're always going to have these biased labeling type of people that's going to run your life. And believe me, they run your life. And so in order to change that is to collectively come together and put away your biased thoughts and opinions so that we can make it better for the mass. Not for one or two people, but for the mass.
1: We don't start now, and our future of this coming is going to be really really new or Do you
0: see the outrage Well, there is a little oh, breath of like of fresh air. there was an eighteen year old black first mayor that was nominated. I want to say in Louisiana, I might be wrong, but go look it up. We need more of that. We need more young people that are going to be willing to take that risk because he said he didn't think he was going to win because the prior mayor had had, you know, he had clout. But he won, and he's 18 years old. So we need more youngins, Gen Zs, as we call them, to start being leaders and start getting in these political seats because we need your young mind. Like, get all these older people out. Like, they are too old. They stuck on, they old ways, and we need new ways and ways is going to work for the mass.
1: I, I, I give a shout out to all the young guys and females out there trying to make a change because we need y'all bad. Bad. And we talk talking about the people that's up in here and incarcerated right now, they need y'all bad.
2: We need your help. We ain't got no legit lawyers
1: that's willing. No lawyers, they're just taking money. The lawyers are just taking money and they're not getting these guys out. They're taking $20,000, $40,000. They're doing ain't doing that for there them. doing nothing that they can not do that for them. And you're taking the money. So it's like we need more lawyers as well to help people that's incarcerated with post conviction cases and help them get out. Because there's a lot of technicalities in these guys' cases, there's a lot of false information, wrong
0: convictions
1: up here. And they don't deserve to be up here. You look more just your uh, son, your daughter, your mother, your brother. You wouldn't want them to be sitting up in
0: here either. For something they didn't do. So this is a PSA to all of our listeners, especially that are in different states as uh, California, Texas, New York, all up north, all liberal states that is listening to us. We are calling for help. We need help. If you are able to litigate or do anything in North Carolina, please, we're begging, please reach out to blacklight at emancipatenc.org. You can also reach out to me. I'm Sierra Cobb. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, We have a nonprofit that me and my husband are getting up and running called the Care Bear Foundation. And that is going to be one of our goals is to help people that are wrongfully convicted. And we need a lawyer. We need a team of lawyers that would be willing to come on our nonprofit and help us make this happen, make this change. So once again, any lawyers? Anybody that's willing to come to North Carolina and help make a change and try to get some of these people out, please reach out any way you can. I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter. I'm not on Instagram. You can always reach out at Emancipate NC. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please just reach out. We need that love. Any last words, babe? Now I'll, I hope y'all enjoy this um,
1: interview that's coming up from this man. He been locked up for a little while, so y'all take the to the information he's giving. Y'all have a good day and a blessed day.
0: Take care, y'all. We love you. Peace and love. Are you feeling unheard after a negative encounter with a law enforcement officer, sheriff, or correctional officer? Visit the Emancipate NC website to report your encounter. Any individual can use the Emancipate NC form. To report a police encounter upload video photographs or other evidence and share their information with the us today's national police misconduct database share it with your friends and family members and community our communities have the wisdom and the data we need to keep us safe from rude police by crowdsourcing this information we will be able to analyze departmental trends Mobilize campaigns for accountability and file more effective litigation. Remember, we keep us safe. So, thank you for joining us on Black Light Mass Incarceration Show. I'm glad that you wanted to tell your story and share it with our audience. If you don't mind giving us your name, you can say your location if you feel comfortable or not. Um, and then just kind of go into why you wanted to share your story with us today.
2: Yeah, I, I, I just feel like my, my story needs to be told because of the platform that I hold. Like, my name is, is Freak, the world. That certain individuals know me as Mouth, who I really am. They just know of this image or this reputation that I hold. And Not the things that I learned on these journeys. That's the story that I
0: want to tell. Okay, well, go ahead. Are we listening?
2: Yeah, I really came to, I came to prison when I was 15 and misunderstood. Right. I was still trying to figure life out.
0: Well, what was they, going on at 15? They labeled, they labeled me ADHD. And had me seeing therapy.
2: And trying to figure out what was wrong. But it was a lot of phone problems, like mother... Mother got lupus, dad got cancer, so I'm really to dependent. I had to defend for myself, and I feel like I had to be the man instead of being who I was
0: and treating myself to things that I learned now. Um. So you said you so had problems at the age of 15. Did you? So was it that you had no guidance, or was your father around? If you don't, I mean, that, I mean that might be personal, but if you want to answer that, you can. He
2: had cancer. He had cancer.
0: Oh, wow. So did he pass when you were young?
2: Yeah, he done passed.
0: Were you close to your father?
2: I was, but more, more so my mother. Right, right.
0: Okay, well, go ahead and continue. I, it, I got called for two murders at 15,
2: but since I didn't cooperate with them, they gave me 32 to 40 years, which was my first thing was to... I turned
0: twenty one. When but you say hold on
2: them,
0: hold on one second, when you say cooperate, what they want you to do?
2: Testify. Oh, okay,
0: gotcha. Yes. Yeah. since I would they
2: punish you.
0: And they gave you a plea deal, how long did they give you?
2: Thirty
0: two to forty years. Oh wow. Do you think do you think if you would have went to trial? That it would have been a better outcome, or do you think that it would have been the same?
2: It would have been the same because it was seeking life, and at that time, juveniles could get life, so it was very well a possibility.
0: Right, and I, I, I just, it just sucks because now we have, you know, where they've changed the whole juvenile life without parole because that was unconstitutional. And then you also know that, you know, when you go to trial, you're able to appeal and you have appellate lawyers as to when you take a plea, then you're stuck. You know what I mean? And that is the issue that is being driven around North Carolina is that they're handing out pleas, making people think that that's better. When in nationality, it's not because you got to think about it. When you go to trial, it's not up to the judge. It's up to the jury. And if you have a good enough lawyer, that can just cause just a little bit of doubt then, you know, you never know what could happen. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. Finish your story.
2: Yeah, that's why I say I'm highly blessed and highly favored because now, after I done did 15, they say it was like unconstitutional for that day to give me that much time in the first place.
0: Mm-hmm. So they're
2: so they working on getting me out as see.
0: So now that you've done that amount of time, are you, what have you done to rehabilitate yourself? Like, are you ready to come out and... Be a different person, and prison is I, can really tear you down as I, a person.
2: This prison is designed to tear me down. That's what it was. That's what it was made for. Mm-hmm. And I had to come to the realization of that. Of uh, uh, prison worked exactly the way it was designed. It wasn't here to help us. It wasn't here to correct us. It wasn't here to show us the way. It was here to make money and for us to keep coming in. So. That's something I had to learn on my own and be have to self-teach myself things to be able to step out of here one day. So that's why I use my platform now. Like I have very, a lot of youth look up to me because of what I've been through and you know, people that I'm around and things that I've done. And they see that I can change and they know they can. Because it's really nothing they did that I haven't did.
0: how right. so what- to use my platform. What are your goals? Are you going to continue to help the youth when you get out? Yeah,
2: I'm trying to put together a mentoring program for them too. Right now, that, that, that I can use my voice better.
0: Yes, I think a lot. I think that's the issue with a lot of our younger generation. They don't have the mentoring that they need, especially when they don't have you know a parent or both parents are missing or one parent is missing. They definitely, especially men, definitely need that mentorship to teach them how to be a man and teach them how to make good decisions um, when they're younger. Because that, that does make a difference when you have a mentor and somebody that you can look up to just to see how you're supposed to act in life and how things are supposed to go. And I think that's the major problem why so many people are incarcerated, because they don't have mentorship. Yeah, I
2: didn't see I didn't, I didn't, I didn't I didn't did drugs. I didn't did everything like so. Now that they see that, they see that they don't have to follow the same footsteps that I did to get to the point where I'm at. I'm mm-hmm. trying to show them an the easier way. Right. I, that's why I don't really like. I don't even like telling them my stories, because I don't like glorify. Because a lot of people glorify what they did. The bad stuff.
0: Right. You yeah. glorify the and good stuff.
2: To be better
0: well, we definitely need more and more like you because the gangs have seemed like they've just taken over the mentorship. Yes,
2: and that's a platform that I want to use to correct the youth taking and the youth coming up behind me. I don't like seeing young guys coming here like after me, so well, I kind of take them under my wing, show them things to help them when they get out.
0: Right. Well, we appreciate that. Like we, I honestly appreciate that because, like I said, it's just not enough of peer-to-peer or mentor support to keep our people going because that's the only way to keep our people going. And I want people to understand that we keep us safe, not police departments, not prisons, not jails. The community keeps the yeah, community safe.
2: Yeah, it's called blackball, you see, because that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to blackball us from enjoying life,
0: from living life. So uh, that's why I call Blackball. Ball. I love that. I love that. That's amazing. Well, definitely um, keep us in tuned on the program and how we can help and be a help and service to get your program up off the ground um, because we need more positive programming in prisons and out here in the community. We don't have enough. So definitely keep us in tune to what you got going on, and we would definitely see how we could help in any way in any shape or any form but I I thank you again for sharing your story is there any last words that you want the audience to hear?
2: They prayed up that's all I can tell you prayer works
0: yes that is amazing (laughs) that is such amazing okay well (laughs) thank you so much for doing this interview I appreciate it Are you feeling unheard after a negative encounter with a law enforcement officer, sheriff, or correctional officer? Visit the Emancipate NC website to report your encounter. Any individual can use the Emancipate NC form to report a police encounter, upload video, photographs, or other evidence, and share their information with the U.S. Today's National Police Misconduct Database. Share it with your friends, and family members, and community. Our communities have the wisdom and the data we need to keep us safe from rude police. By crowdsourcing this information, we will be able to analyze departmental trends, mobilize campaigns for accountability, and file more effective litigation. Remember, we keep us safe. Welcome to the Black, White, Mice Incarceration Show. I'm Sierra, and I have a guest with me today that will be telling you his story. If you want to go ahead and introduce yourself,
1: my name is Johnny Dixon, and I'm incarcerated in North
0: Carolina prison. All right, Johnny, do you want to kind of tell us why you are incarcerated, or just tell us your story?
1: Gave me eleven to 15 years, and I've been here for twelve years
0: now Okay. Going home soon, oh, so you about to go home soon? Yeah,
1: next month, Morgan.
0: That's wonderful news. That's wonderful news. So, um, what are your plans once you leave the carceral system?
2: I mean, I would like to help out the youth. I would. I would like to be an actor generation is so
1: messed up that that lack opportunity, that lack that guy is to be he healthy. Mm-hmm. I've been through a lot of myself and from the streets to prison. And it's like I see what they go through because they they it's like they they have nobody out there that's willing to give them an opportunity or a chance. So they just go from what they know in the streets.
0: Do you think it's lack of a true, accountable role model?
1: It is. It, it definitely is. Because you have people that try to tell them how they should live, what they should do, but they never really been
0: through it themselves. And I've been through it, and I've changed myself. to I'm like, over. them? Can you tell us, just give us a brief overlay of how you were able to accomplish that? being in prison because that's not easy.
2: It took years. It took... It took a lot of wilding out and a
1: lot of doing what they I have a daughter and my daughter plays a big part in my turnaround and like, how I communicate how I carry myself in. and we want to strive for better. And I see through her. She's a teenager now so I see through her and it's like I want better for myself and I know I want best for her. That's the youth
0: next generation. Right. So, you said you wanted to help the youth when you come home. Do you know, like, in what capacity you would like to help the youth? Community-wise. Like, the, the, the ghetto uh, where
1: people, people are scared to go to because it's, it's so wild now. And, I have not around my area. I'm from Grayfield, South Carolina, by the way. And, I know that I have somewhat of a voice that can help people. And, I want to use something positive. That is always something negative. Try to do positive and try to help people.
2: Right. But it's just, they,
1: they really need it right now. Like, there's a lot of community centers. It's a lot of things around, around my way. Like, I want to start a non-profit to kids. Kids doing good. I want to do, do do good. I want to help kids get into sports, get into working out, being active in the community instead because the phone is taking over these kids' minds. Yeah, get them to put it down and help them, like yo, be active in your community, do 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 things like they have a lot of food, a lot of food drives, and a lot of things that people can get active, in. kids can get active they just sit at home, bring them out, show them that veteran better in life. It's just wild.
0: I mean, volunteering is a very big way to get children involved. You know, children can go around and help people re- do maintenance on their houses. Like, I know Greensboro and I think Winston-Salem has a program similar to that for teen- teens that are in trouble. They have a program where they go around and they do community work, like helping fixing houses and picking up trash and just making their community better. And then once they graduate from that program, they can use that certificate to actually get a job. And so I think that that needs to be more of that. Like, if you're going to be in your community, just understand that you have to take care of your community and not tear it down. Like, we already have the governmental systems tearing down communities and villages. So, we have to do better by upholding the youth and showing them that you take care of your community, not tear it down.
1: That's, uh, that's true. Because, like you say, the, you have this government system that that's designed to, it's a rotation. It's a rotation to put us in poverty mm-hmm. and put us in, in a place where there's no help for us. It's, it's, when we do decide to try to get money the way we do or try to survive by any means, they throw us in prison. The thing I'm in prison for is crazy. It's a wild story. And, like, it's a lot of unjust things that went on. I, I can't speak on right this minute. but I got too much time for something I didn't do. For the things I didn't do. Some of it I can't admit to it. But it's like, you're seeing it every day with this system that they're giving brothers time, like, time for, but the that, like, I'm seeing people get 60-something years for things, and they don't carry that much time, they might carry a couple
0: of years. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: this is my first time in prison.
0: Are you a first offender? Yes. Wow. I've
2: been there since I was 21, I'm 33 now. Wow. And I never had a felony before this with just wanted to make an example out of because of the the seriousness of my case but it's not that
1: serious to the point where you should give me this much time and I see it all day around
0: (laughs) me and my husband just had this exact conversation because of the amount of time that he has and like there's no culpability at all in his case like literally wrong place at the wrong time and that's what kills me about You know, the law states you can't be convicted being at the wrong place at the wrong time. But, yeah, you can when you use certain laws that they have. They can definitely convict you being at the wrong place at the wrong time. And it's about culpability. It's not about were you there? Did you know? Because a lot of people don't know what's going on. They might know half the details but not know all the details. That doesn't make them guilty. So you can't say, oh, well, you were with them so you had to have known. No. So there goes there goes to show you that you can be convicted by being at the wrong place at the wrong time.
1: That's true. That's real true. Like, it, it, it's crazy. Cause it's, you see it every day like this. Like I, I have homeboys that sit in here with murder charges that they never did just because they come home on
0: probation and they have the box on. Mm-hmm. And just because they was in the area. Mm-hmm. They locked they they him up for just because they they was around it. and they have nothing to do, nothing with, to do with it. Nothing to do with it. Yep, that is my husband's case exactly. Like didn't know nothing. Had only been home for forty days, and because he would only been home for forty days and been in and out of the system, they're like, "Oh, well, you knew you coerced this, you you conspired this." No, no, and there was no proof of none of that. Like besides the co defendants not being credible, I and mean, you can't count that then. there's it happens too much. Too many people are wrongfully convicted for stuff they did not do simply by being at the wrong place at the wrong time.
1: Like, they're trying to be in the picture room and to make us look out just be, like, animals for society to look at us and we're not be beyond it. We're really good people. Like, right? we're really people that help our community. Like, right? there's a lot of people out, out there that speak highly of me you know, that they, they, they never seen things like this when it comes down to me, it still shocks a lot of my, my family to know that, yo, know, I actually came in here. But it's like, you still force us to still put us in a place and put us through the worst of schooling. And then when we can't
2: make it out, and then, and then our families, they can't survive. Like, my, like my, my mother, she got in an accident when she couldn't work. And it's like, what did you force us to try to go to school and survive off the bare minimum and starve? But you going to eat? We try to ask for help, but when we try to ask for help, they just give us the cold shoulder. So when we do lash out and try to get what we need to survive, they're looking at us as criminals and bad and bad people. We're really just trying to survive. We're really good people, people at heart.
1: That he put in the wrong, but it's different. Yeah. But if they gave us the same opportunities, the same opportunities that they gave other people, we would strive off of it. Yeah. I know I'm one of them that will, and I show mine so much, but I hate it, took me to come to prison for so long. Right. So, this is some things you have to go through to show the betterness in you, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's sad, but this experience will make you. 10 times of a better person, and it'll make you truly understand what you need to do in your community to get out there and make it better. I mean, I hate that, you yeah, know, it made, go ahead. It made me a better man. I, I'm i not going
1: to say prison was the worst. It, it was, It's a bad way to be in. It's not good for nobody to take them away from your family and society. took my time to really learn I, I, I learned how to read in prison and I built my vocabulary I, I built my
2: my, my whole mindset like how I think now everything has changed it made me into a man it made me into, into somebody that has things that I want to do with
1: myself now. like that I didn't at one, one point I just didn't know how to do it right but now I do right
0: and that's amazing that's Well, I appreciate you for sharing your story. Is there any last words that you want the audience to know or hear?
1: Do what's right. I mean, follow God and he'll help you through whatever you're going through in life.
0: Right. That's really it. Well, we thank you for that that, that wisdom, because that was some true wisdom. Appreciate you. Thank you. So thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Your host, Sierra Cobb. Take care.